Yeah, well, Aaron's not a, uh, a, a biplane ace pilot fighter reenactor. He's a reenactor from before they had all that stuff, so obviously he's not going to be as good at shooting down a recording as he would be. Uh, I almost said throwing a spear at a recording, but I'm sure that's not actually what did, did you, Frontiers did you, people did. you have did. a stroke? What the f*** is going on down there? WTFTFW episode 484. This is where we're having all the hot takes on current gaming news like Call of Duty World War II uh, before the recording. Now we're in the actual recording. Hi, I'm Christopher Vangelis, and uh, I am joined by WTFTFW's own Sorta Greg, Aaron. Huh? That, that was a uh, an extra li- a $15 extra life request. Okay. That I just did. So, so, I, uh, you sorta see, Greg? You have to explain this. Sorta Greg is what Walter White called himself in the Super Bowl 2015 Breaking Bad-themed advertisement where he's working behind the counter at a pharmacy. And uh, I was informed by one Kevin Sigmund that with your head shaved, you look like Walter White. So now you are also sort of gray. Okay. <laughs> That's... I, a, a... I'm saying all this partly to pat myself on the back because I got this DM... Just in time for me to go like, oh, I should tell him to tell me all this again on Monday because I'm probably going to forget. Then I forgot to say that to Kevin, and then I realized all of this about 10 minutes ago. So right out of the wire, I got it all done proper for the kids. What's up, Aaron? How you doing? (laughs) How are you doing? I am still tired. I, uh, we did, we did our time (laughs) over the time change again, and, uh... I didn't realize that until I was I was looking at Twitter the next morning and I saw everyone who was up then coaching you through the, the second yeah. two o'clock. And I was like, oh no. Yeah, Not so again. got through that. Um Yeah, I'm I'm currently at sixteen hundred seventy dollars, which is way above what my goal was. Uh so Jimmy yeah. Um if anybody wants to donate, there are other members of the Andy Rude Gaming Gang team that could use those donations to hit milestones. 200 is an important milestone for uh, if they're platinum members, they get a t-shirt. It's a cool t-shirt this year. Uh, or you can donate to me because I'm cool too. But yeah, we played a lot of games. I got in some rounds of PUBG with uh, friends yeah. of the podcast and of myself. I guess they can be my friends before they're friends of the podcast um oh geez but yeah it was it was a night for sure um well i uh, i'm gonna grill you some more about that uh once we get through the transformers part of the transformers okay. podcast um so that you can you can recharge your brain a little bit uh and get back to robot thinking like what we pay you for wait, wait there's money in the first place what don't don't worry about it. We're also joined by TJ Omega, who I saw was doing some menial labor of his own with mechanical chain bases, which I, again I'm sure we're going to end up talking about a little bit on the back end yeah. of the podcast. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. It's, you know, aside from a weekend full of plans that should have happened and didn't, but hey, made it through. Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, I uh, I kind of get how that goes. Although in my case, usually it's just me having a massive anxiety attack and canceling mm. plans. Mm. Um, so at least I know that like I'm the one who's doing it. Uh, this is this is someone in our group who couldn't decide when we wanted to go see Thor Ragnarok, and then it, it became 
not yeah. this weekend. Yeah, I've, I, I've yeah. not well, seen Thor Ragnarok. No. Neither have I. No. Neither have I. Not yet. I'm, I'm going to see it I've this week, hopefully. I've managed to hammer that out uh, before all of my shenanigans. Yeah, I don't know what kind of friggin' uh, superhuman Walter White powers you got when you removed your, your upper hair, but... <laughs> I said I said he looked like Stone Cold Steve Austin as an IT guy. Yeah. I just the the camera angle really weirded me out because it was like an up an upshot. So it also made the top of your head taper in the picture. Okay. And it was I don't know. It, it freaked me out. It freaked me out. Don't stop sending me the photo. It freaked me out. Uh don't don't tweet me photos of Aaron with his head shaved, please. Everyone listening. I'm wondering if I can apply some of that Twitter reverse. I just got a new notification. Okay. It's not related to this pod. I thought Aaron might have done something. Uh, but no, it's something else. <laughs> anyway, uh, Transformers. That's what we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to open up with a listener question that bounces off of a listener question we covered in a previous Even episode. So I figured we'd just nip it in the bud right here. This comes from Excel Hedge. He says to Evangelist and his agents of mayhem, since there was confusion last time, I'll try to be more clear for the Even team. Uh, which of the, of the three questions of the first one, which RID 2015 Optimus should I buy to put in lineup with his Voyager Prime toys? Should I look into getting a resized bootleg on whatever site Evangelist mentioned getting bootlegs from? So... When you're going to talk about an Optimus that goes with Voyager Prime, Prid, or First Edition uh, Prime Optimus Primes, I think you literally only have two solid choices if you want them to be posable. One of them is very small. It's the Warrior toy. Uh, the other one is the m much larger hollow-legged Japanese one that I believe TJ yeah. has. So does that one look all right with Voyager Prime um, toys? It looks like a... It, it look, he looks gargantuan. Uh Okay. Like, I, like, I understand he's like looking for the middle ground because you always look that. OK, there's always this been this scout deluxe Voyager leaders type size scale. So there's a limitation to what you have. And when you come to like prime, it was just deluxe and Voyager. So, yeah, and, and a small deluxe yeah. in the because so, he used the warrior price point uh, not for height. Yeah. So it's a it's a very it's a cool toy, but it's very small. Yeah. So I, I get I get the problem because I, I kind of have this problem, too. It's like yeah. this is all one continuity. I want them to actually have all these matching toys. But R.I.D.'s. No, it, it's if it's a war. Yeah, it's warrior size is the only standard transformer. Everything else is gimmicky and weirdly weird size, weird shape. Maybe it has articulation. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if, if you don't need articulation, Perhaps uh, the one step, two step or three step changers or five step. I think he had one of those as well. Um, those might hit more of a middle ground that isn't quite as gargantuan as the Japanese one. Uh, as for bootlegs, I don't know anything about rid bootlegs, unfortunately. And I I don't even know if I like I'm assuming that this means Sir Toys, but I think I've only talked about getting bootlegs off there like maybe twice in, in the podcast run. But one of them was recent. Uh, and that would be an easy place to look for them, except like I I do not know if they have made resized bootlegs for RID 2015. I don't think they have. I'm pretty sure I would have known at this because I've got friends who browse that site constantly. Yeah, I almost again, I almost feel like you might have a better grasp of like the Sir Toys like resized bootleg market than I would, because I, I only really hear about like the Wei Zhang stuff where they also like rework the toy. Mm -hmm. Uh. But yeah, I I don't think much any of RID 2015 has been bootlegged uh, to an appreciable degree. That's a weird word to use about bootlegs. <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. 
but um, this this is kind of the story of now that it's over as well. I think this is going to be the story of Rid 2015. It kind of just sucks to track down toys for a lot of the characters that you like in the show, because either their toys are one or two sizes or they just don't exist. Uh, like there's no Grimlock toy that I'm happy with from that show. Um, I've eyeballed the Platinum 2-pack that's sitting around in Canada at Toys, Toys, Toys a whole bunch. And it's just too much like the War for Cybertron Grimlock. Like, I, I'm i probably going to end up picking it up sometime, but, like, I'm not happy with the choices for Grimlock. I'm not happy with the choices for Underbite. Um, I'm really disappointed about a number of characters who are only uh, Legends toys. Uh, or Cyberverse, sorry. Cyberverse toys. Um so yeah, there's other people. If anyone out out there knows better than me or TJ about like this stuff, like please chime in. Like Aaron, I, I'm just assuming that you haven't even really put on the goggles to look at the bootleg world for no, this I stuff. Have not. Yeah, um, I wish I wish XL Hedge I had a better answer for you because I wish there was a better answer. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I and and this will probably tackle question three a little bit. I don't think that you're going to find enough support to get anything made on that uh, in that world either. Um, so I don't think enough people are into RID 2015, which kills me because there's such good designs in that show. But I'm not going to whine about that uh, any longer. Question number two. Has there ever been fiction that made you do a complete 180 on a toy after hearing about Legends Rodimus's link to Kiss Players, that being the current uh, Japanese line and Target Master Rodimus that just came out? Um... I've been wanting the toy and now hating that it doesn't come with a target master. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, unless I'm misunderstanding because legends Rodimus, his target master is supposed to be, is it Shao something from kiss players? Like that's supposed to be her. Uh, so the Japanese version, like you're basically getting a kiss player link in that figure. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I can totally get, uh, that turning into a draw. Um, but what about you guys? Like, Aaron, have you ever seen fiction where you, you had a toy you super didn't care about and suddenly was like, I, maybe I should be getting this? I'm sure I have. Yeah. But I can't recall off the top of my head right now. I think in your case, similar to me, we were all like a lot of character driven toy stuff often comes from eras where we're also like going mold complete. Yeah. So it's like you were already getting the toy right. anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, because I'm I'm trying to think. I, I can't think of anything recently. Yeah. As I'm just going through like, like the I'll, layers I'll... of Detrius on my desk to see if there's anything that's popping out like that. Off the top of my head, because we just covered it. Um, one step changer uh, underbite. It's underbite, right? The rid guy. Way to city, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got I got that one step changer because that like I really liked that character in the show, and it looks it it struck me early on. Maybe that's the only good toy he's gonna get. Mm -hmm. Um, so that that I think would be my answer. TJ, have you got an answer? Uh, the entirety of Beast Wars. Oh dear, I was I was that guy back when Beast Wars came out. So I don't. Oh, they're they're animals? No, they're cars, jets. Like, no, I, I I I I want no part of this. No way. I'm I, you know what? I'm a Power Ranger kid right now. I'm going to Power Rangers for my shape changing robots, and I'm happy with that. Uh, I it wasn't really until uh, it wasn't really until uh, Transmetals where I really started to 
even pay attention because oh yeah they're okay we're robotic animals like predacons okay okay so this one i started checking out the show started seeing the reruns and I was like i regret ever passing on anything i saw like i want all of this now yeah i uh I know I went through at least like a half year period like that with Beast Wars right before Transmetal, but I, I know that part of the reason why I really heavily got back into Beast Wars was because the Transmetal 2 era became plentiful and super inexpensive where I lived at the time, uh, a year or two after it was done. And it meant I could just like go f like super completist on Transmetal 2s without even trying. Uh, but that said, I don't think any fiction actually turned me around on those guys. Those guys have no fiction for the most part. Two of them do. Um, well, three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, f I always forget Black Arachnia transmetalized in the in the show proper. Well, well, it's for what? 5 episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was a there was a period before I really sunk my teeth into the internet where I just assumed I kept missing all the Tiger Hawk episodes. <laughs> and I kept thinking like YTV was doing a real weird syndication jump. And then I found out, no, nope. <laughs> you actually, you saw it. You saw all of, all of his appearances. Um, yeah, the, I was just going to say, I think that outside of Transformers, this actually happened to me with Kamen Rider Exade, uh, where like, I, I thought some of the suits were cool. By the time that show ended, there's a reason why I went and backtracked the entire Soto line, uh, because it was the one that did all the suits, even the ones I didn't care about that much. It's because I really liked that show and I liked the idea of, of a line where it would not be fig arts expensive. It still turned out to be pretty expensive, but it wasn't fig arts expensive to complete an entire, like comprehensive collection of the visuals of the show. Um, anyway, question number three, and this kind of touches on some stuff. I think we were getting out in question number one. Uh, if we got Minerva, Nightbeat, Haikyuu, Jinrai, and Kicker as high-end posable figures, and even those GT alternity girls, why do we still not have teen season three? Sorry. If not official, maybe third party. Now, excuse me, it's time for me to do the Mario and go on an Odyssey. Excel Hedge. So, season three, sorry. Uh, as far as official, like, I think that's just a case of she hasn't been picked up by any weird collector-oriented uh, stuff uh, since the show ended. As for third party, uh, season three, sorry, that falls into the realm of not enough people seem to want... Uh, well, in it already seems like it's a massive risk that that, that one company's doing uh, animated Dirt Boss. Uh, and even then, they're kind of doing their own Devastator thing to add another hook to that. Uh, unfortunately, if it's not G1, it's very hard for the third-party market to make something reasonable to produce. Because a lot of them probably won't buy it. Uh, it seems like movie stuff is now able to start dipping its toe in because the movie is probably, aside from G1, the other biggest market of Transformers fans to start pulling at mm -hmm. nostalgically, uh, since that stuff's a decade old. But uh, much as I, I don't like saying it, if someone made a really good season three sorry figure and tried to produce it uh, in a factory, they would probably go under unless the thing was super expensive because I don't think the support's there. And that sucks. Uh because I, I, I think that would be really cool. Like, there's a lot of animated stuff that... I think animated is soon to be joined by RID 2015 as shows where there are some leftover designs I really would love to have a uh, figure representation of. I'm trying to think, actually, if any other Transformers show has got the sheer amount of... Like, animated doesn't have, perhaps, the sheer amount, but it certainly has key figures that oddly don't have toys. Um... 
Are there any other shows that have got that kind of stuff going on? Like to the degree animated in Rid 2015 would? Uh, like for G1, it's like just DevCon, uh, right? Like that's... Botanica. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cast yeah, member even. Main yeah, character. you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, just about anything. Uh, Beast Machines was like, that'd be one that'd be good for a redo. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, like a lot of the Beast Machines toy line was also just like to say off model yeah. would be oh, kind. Oh, you get a uh, freaking huge version or you get uh, a, a tiny version or completely different colors. We, we were just or... having we just had this conversation about rid 2015 optimus i just realized like he's he's a, he's a beast machines optimus primal there's no nice right. mid-range option that also like hits well, all the marks the way that well yeah well for for him you had the blast punch mold you did i was just i was just thinking about that i i actually can't remember if i liked that mold or not uh, i like it well enough okay not it's not stupendous but good lord it's not the deluxe i'm so weird i like that deluxe <laughs> Like, I understand it It completely doesn't look like he looks like in the show. Something about that deluxe really struck a chord with me back when it came out. Uh, I, I, I can't defend it at all. I don't know why I like it, <laughs> but I kind of like that deluxe. I think you're just coming down from your Transmetal 2 high at the time. and Maybe. I mean, took to it too much. I mean, if you ignore the part where there's a television show that it's supposed to look like. Deluxe Beast Machines Primal does some kind of neat stuff with how he transforms. And if he had, like, paint, I think that he also would have looked a lot better as a robot. Uh, and if he didn't... I remember his accessory was a non-distinct gloop. Or something like like a little, like, lump that he would throw. Yeah, I, I want to say yes. Yeah, because back, back in the cool days of 2001, I remember people were joking like, he's a cyborg monkey that throws cyborg monkey poop. Uh, which I think I thought was real funny when I was 16. 17. 17. I can do math. Um, but yeah, like, like animated, I think, just still has, it has strong contenders in Omega Supreme and those two Constructicons, Dirt Boss uh, and Sari. And that's ignoring the wealth of background character designs. Um, no, I, I, th I think this. I think the ship sailed on sorry when they produced the minifigures of the human cast, and they sat around. Well, for yeah, but years. those minifigures well, of I the mean, human those cast were also crap. Those those don't really exist. Those are just a hallucination we're all having. <laughs> I was at a toy show today selling some stuff with Twitter.com slash a load of hoopla, and he pulled out a bag of those three figures and put them on my side <laughs> of the table, and I got mad. <laughs> I didn't get mad, but I was like, oh, yeah, you put them on top of a thing. I actually I don't want these touching this thing. So I quietly removed them from whatever they were lying on top of. Yeah. Oh, boy, look what's not selling now. What You just put that on. I was like going to throw it at Ryan Sheehy across the hall from us, but I forgot. Uh, <laughs> I think that would classify as a hate crime. <laughs> Throwing the Impossible Toys animated human three pack at somebody. Yes. Then what was it when Captured Prey had a friggin tub of them and was just giving them to people at three different conventions is Sadness. that bio bio warfare trash disposal yeah i guess oh boy that fan zone that's a good figure to pull the head off of and put the head on other things uh anyway thank you for your listener question xl hedge hopefully we we hit all the spots 
Uh, and hopefully those of you listening, if we missed anything or if you got your own answers, you're dropping them in the thread because we're going to talk about the big news of today. Uh, and I want to do the, I want to do the hot take first because I have updated you guys uh, just for the record. I, I have sent some Twitter posts to Aaron and TJ before we started. But um, today we found out a listing for Masterpiece MP41 Dinobot, Beast Wars Dinobot, uh, with a possible date and possible price. Uh, it said that he would be coming out in July 2018, and the price listed was 28,000 yen, which is about 245, 250 US dollars. <laughs> so, um, knowing only that, let's say what our hot takes were. Like when you saw that news today, uh, Aaron, you made a noise. Yeah. So when I first saw that, I thought, well, I mean, you know, Dinobots like bigger than Primal, like Primal rode on him a few times and like he's taller than him in robot mode. And like maybe maybe he's really that big and he looks pretty complex because you're not really seeing parts from from one out of the other. And, like, the way that it transformed in the TV show was a total joke, so there's got to be a whole lot of engineering tricks. Like, man, maybe if he's made out of just, like, plastic <laughs> shards and he's really tall, maybe? Yeah. Uh, and TJ, um, what was your hot take when you caught this news right away, like, what before you knew anything else? Uh, I kind of fell the same way. It's like, well, he's... He is technically the tallest in the Maximal cast, season one anyway. Like, I, I guess it's really complex. Take a lot of paint. Like, may, I, I, maybe I can see this. Like, yeah, I I think we all kind of had, it sounds like we all had the same thing of instead of getting angry, we just sort of sat there and tried and, and decided, all right, if this is real, then we have to figure out the justification. Yeah. <laughs> they, put, they put an actual motor in for his tail blade? I mean, yeah, the... The easy ones are, if it's show accurate, then he is deceptively large, because I think it's easy to forget that in the show he is bigger than Optimus Primal in robot mode. That's one thing. Also, if he's doing that transformation, and I, I do stand by this, his transformation is probably going to be way more intense than Optimus Primal and probably more intense than Cheetor's, and he's much bigger than Cheetor. Uh, so all that is how I was trying to make sense of it. That and, like, I joked about maybe they were going to pack in his entire funeral pyre as an accessory, and then I thought... Oh, maybe they actually are. <laughs> um, anyway, we got there's two twi uh, Twitter posts I shared with you guys. I actually have a third thing to share is some some info came off of, um, I think, Weibo. It's in the thread, and I'll share that at the end. First up, uh, Ian Reed. This is where my sources are. Ian Reed put up a scan from a magazine of the CGI model for Dinobot, which I can't remember if we looked at before. But I he think put it we've up seen today. something similar. Yeah, this was like the CAD shots to kind of remind people, like, all right, this is what it what it looks like and looking at the CAD shot, you know, again, thinking about the price, it's like, yeah, that, that is certainly not an easy transformation. Uh, Oh, we, yeah, we did look at this before. I recognize the toes now. It's a weird thing to recognize, but, um, the other piece of pertinent info, uh, I got this from Paternia, John of Paternia.com on Twitter. Uh, the listing appears to, it says, uh, 28,000 yen. It also says, um, four pieces per container you know what this one's on me i took too long to edit this and guess what five days later they they just they cleared it all up they cleared it all up so 
This is uh, this is actually an advantage. This means that this, uh, this next segment has been removed and turned into a supplemental. Uh, it's a uh, it's a sealed envelope discussion, so you can hear the thoughts of some folks uh, and and feel nostalgic as you listen to the discussion of some enthusiastic Transformers uh, intellectuals as they uh, try to deduce the mystery of uh, MP41 Beast Wars Dinobot before, uh, like all you common people, they knew everything. Uh, so if you want to go check that out, it's uh, it's supplemental. It's very intellectual. Go check it out. Back to the podcast. We got two more listener questions I wanted to do. And the first one comes from Pajama Prime, who says, Greetings, podcasters. Pajama Prime here with some power of the Prime's ideas and questions that came into my head as I was listening to episode 477. Uh, number one. Oh, also, it's episode 484 right now. So uh, thank you for waiting, Pajama Prime. Uh, question number one. You guys were talking about Optimus Primal and the fan vote process, and I was wondering how the other characters on the list would have been incorporated into the line. Knowing what you know now about the leader price point and power of the Primes, uh, how would you use the remaining characters from that list in this gimmick? So the one thing I didn't do is actually go look up that list before we started recording. But I remember Hound was on it. So I was just going to start there. Well, perhaps someone else goes and looks up the list. Going to Google. Thank you, TJ. Yeah, a little bit quicker than me. I'll let you do it. Um, but I know Hound was on that list, and he was also the dumbest choice on the whole list. So what if he'd won? What would a small Hound combining with Trailer into bigger robot the, even they be? They would have co- I, continued the, head, the Titan Master to mini bot we would have gotten our hound inside a hound inside a hound did they do it no they didn't do a titan master hound you're thinking of oh, Braun. i'm thinking of Braun. No, they did yeah. no they did no, a, i'm sorry yeah they did they did combiner war yeah combiner war is it even that that that's still good kind of work um because, okay so what i was thinking is you'd have like a really cool new deluxe hound and that's a small robot and then he would come with a big military trailer that looks kind of like movie hounds trailer or the back of movie hounds vehicle mode. And then he combines together into a big movie hound slash bulkhead style robot. And that's what I'm thinking they might do for hound if they were going to do him. Now, this isn't necessarily picking like a leader figure because some of these wouldn't work with the whole evolution gimmick of the leader class. Well, that's yeah, that's that's what I mean what, is like, know, what does RC evolve into? But that's why I wanted to do Hound first as well, because it's he doesn't have an, an obvious one either. And I'm like, all right, let's just throw these into the evolution gimmick. Because uh, RC, again, probably she would be a cool new deluxe RC. She'd probably be pulling a, a, a or, you know, partnering with uh, what is she partnered with? A squadron of three motorcycles. And then they all combine together into a weird pseudo movie. Wait, RC wait, wait are we going to get slot flap? Is that finally going to pay off? What if the slot flap returns? Finally, does it work this time? We get the fourth slot flap. Uh, like, I, I'm just thinking if they were going to have a character who has no obvious thing, then you just start going cross continuity. And so, like, for Hound, the other Hound, what I immediately think of is Movie Hound. For RC, the other RCs of note have all been motorcycles. So I feel like it might be so, or maybe this, the, the smaller figure would be an RC motorcycle. And then she would, like, combine with a car to form, like, you know, car RC. Um, oh, there's a list here. Excellent. You can, you can make it go, like, super weird and go IDW and have it be her, like, previous, like, Galvatron's brother form. Oh, that would be cool! Mm. 
That's actually a really cool idea. Like if she armors up with like a, a Galvatron helmet and everything. Well, she's all, well. Well, she's kind of way bulkier in her original body, so her evolution might go the opposite direction. Yeah, that actually makes complete sense. Also, spoilers, by the way, for some comics from a few months ago. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron, I'm not sure if you got that. That's all right. Not. <laughs> all right. It was just it was a one. T- what it's, was it's that? Not, that was it's, like... it's not a it's not a huge thing in the story. It's it. Yeah, just, it just puts her character somewhere in the past. It's it's it happens at the start of an issue during a flashback. And it's kind of like an oh, kind of moment. Uh, it also makes the issue before twice as sad when she's telling a certain story. Um I'm not going to go into the details of that, but uh, no, that actually makes a lot of sense. And I wouldn't want to read the discussion thread if oh, they no. did that. No, like there are there are discussions that larger, uh, larger groups and fan sites still have a lot of trouble discussing without it getting kind of gross. And yeah. that certainly would be one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is a toy I review and go disable comments. I don't I don't even want to don't even yeah. want to try. Because leaving out all of that nonsense, I do think that is a super cool idea because that that whole reveal, I thought, OK, this is really cool. This explains a little bit about like certain prowesses that RC has in IDW. It also made me freshly annoyed about ha- what happened to Galvatron in the comics because <laughs> I was like, man, now I really want Galvatron to not be decapitated. <laughs> uh Side aside, I actually went and looked up what happened to Astro Train because I was curious, and it turns out they're using him in, uh, I think, G.I. Joe or Mask? Are they? Yeah, because uh, you remember the last time we saw him, his shuttle mode got cut in half or whatever? I didn't think he could get up from that. So he got cut into three pieces, they crashed on Earth, and I think it's either Mask or, or G.I. Joe or both. Like, they have plots based on, on Astro Train's three components now. Okay. This is me. This is me reading a wiki, by the way. So I don't know the details okay. entirely. I mean, I, I know they had Blitzwing dissected somewhere. He, yeah, he's still alive too. It's, there's some been some pretty screwed up sequences of him begging to be killed and Miles Mayhem trying to ignore him. Yeah, bad time to be a triple changer. Yeah, because <laughs> your gimmick just finished. So sorry, guys. <laughs> Um, the other one in this top column is Ultra Magnus. Do we, do we even do we need to talk about Ultra Magnus, Star Saber, or Thunderwing? Because I think those are real obvious ones. Yeah, that work. That those all work out pretty easily in the leader class. I, I, I also be surprised if that is the leader class. Yeah, those are probably at least Star Saber is probably happening. Ultra Magnus. Well, Star Saber will happen, and then Thunderwing will be the remold. Yeah, and then Ultra Magnus would probably just be a retool of, of Optimus Prime. And he probably would just turn into a giant white Optimus yeah. Prime action that I'm thinking about it, which would be OK. Uh, that would be a switch for sure. Um, the Megatron, I also as Megatron, I feel like there's no obvious answer, but there are there are also multiple obvious answers because he's got enough source material to pull from that. It's almost a little boring to think about Megatron because it's like take a smaller vehicle mode Megatron give him a tank or giant jet to to partner with and then turn him into one of the larger Megatron designs as the basis. And you're kind of there is what I'm what thinking. I, I, I saw somebody's image idea of like his pistol mode becomes the cannon of the tank. Oh, I think I saw that, too. Uh, it was, That's it was a really a cool idea ago. either way. Yeah. I do like that. I think that would probably be the most interesting idea, because if it's just him bulking up with a larger vehicle, 
and he's a smaller vehicle like it's yeah. it's not like it would be bad it's just it's not the the, the only thing like as i saw that i was like hey that was really cool and then i remembered all the shenanigans about classics megatron being a a pistol and there's no way they could get away with that now except for the fact that like oh, it yeah. was almost a carbon copy of the nerf blaster the nerf maverick blaster and they're like eh, if that's allowable why not this like there's no way that what if there's no way that now unless that was a really like a third size what if a it's a scale? submarine yeah yeah mm-hmm. well they did the little legends megatron and even that one had to have an orange cap on it mm-hmm. what if it's a submarine <laughs> okay i know they did that i know they did a two-pack where they got to reuse that classics megatron with like an like a i want to say like an all translucent red shell mm-hmm. so i like i but also, I w- yes, I see your point. What if it's a submarine? <laughs> um, okay, the and going off that because he gets away with it by saying he's a spaceship. Shockwave, I think, could be real interesting uh, if they go with the most obvious route I can think of, which is a little G one e shockwave combines with a tank to turn into energon shockwave, shock blast, whatever. Uh, you know the giant satellite mm-hmm. dude. No. What? I veto that immediately. I not a fan of I'm not a big I'm not big on that design. Oh, I still I still like that design. Oh. Uh, but also uh, it's the most obvious one I can think of. No, no, no. Small bots the senator shockwave. Oh, Jiminy Cricket, you're right. Do more comic stuff that I thought would yeah, that would be cool. Just have him turn into a little hover car thing. And then oh what if they figure out a way for his evolution combination to be kind of morbid, like fold away the normal head and then fold down an Emperata head over top of it from the add-on piece. Oh, that'd be kind of cool if it's like, if it's like the evolution thing is also halfway is like a representation of the surgery. Yeah, you you have a little senator in robot mode, but to combine it, you have to tuck his hands away. Yeah, fold away his hands, fold away his head, like fold his legs back and then just take his half dismembered new form and stick it in the center of this like terrible machine that would be uh, cr- that would be super creepy and that makes me into it what if okay instead of folding the head away that you 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 just plug him in and then like if you look real close inside the yellow dot on the bigger form you, you can see, see his head. yeah like his head is just stuck in there hmm. oh that'd be oh, cool jeez now we've ruined whatever shockwave they're actually yeah. going to make because this idea is too good. <laughs> um, Thunderwing uh, is, yeah, it's a boring one. He'd just be the stupid little plank jet and then he'd combine it to Thunderwing. Woo! Dude, Thunderwing is kind of boring when he doesn't do the kooky IDW stuff. Like the more I think about it. He's just a jet man. Anyway, uh, Unknown Evil. Desaurus. I was actually thinking about this one. Uh, there's a kind of cool left field idea I had, which is what if the small the small form is based on his breastmasters? So what if it's like a little a little condor and a little is it a jaguar or a cheetah? I forgot. Um, it's condor breast and ch- I think it's yeah, sure lion mm-hmm. thing, the feline, Big the condor cat. and the feline. Sure. What if it's like two little like legend sized transformers, kind of like the clones from the box sets we just had come out, uh, and then they just turn into the chest filler for a larger Desaurus? Like I think that'd be kind of cool. Mm. 
don't know. That one that one feels like he has to be the sixth shot of his line. It's like, yo, I'm supposed to turn into a base. That's real cute. Uh, I'm just going to do my own thing. Just you, you guys go play. Oh, no, that, that, that's what I mean is like if you leave out those two guys, you just have a Death Saurus transformer like the G1 uh, Death Saurus, where it's like if you don't have the Breastmasters, he still is straight up a transforming dragon to robot guy. And then you just have these two little bricks you can stick into his chest because the cartoon says you can. So it's like you're just taking a little bit of budget out of Death Saurus to make his two Breastmasters have like robot modes. And then boom. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of cool. Because also, I even thinking about comic Deathsaurus, I don't really know what you do to to pump him up, other than like have like give him three more pairs of eyes. Like that's all I can think of. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but they did Optimus Primal. So you know, the I think they could have done any of these. Uh, myself. Um. Anyway, that was that was question one. Question number two. Uh, what other characters would you want to see in that leader gimmick? Um, so, for example, Titan Omega Supreme with Omega Supreme as the as the Voyager or something like that. Uh, thanks for answering my questions. I apologize for not being able to attend the fan media panel TFCon. I'll make it there next year. Click and or clack. So ignoring this list, I would just say, like, off the top of your head, who's a character you think would work in the evolution gimmick? Because that's that's really the, the, the crux of this. Um. And maybe you're not even who you think would work, but if you have a really, if there's someone you just want to see thrown in there and then figure out some dumbass idea like me and Hound, uh, if there's anything like that too. I'm trying to think of one. I'm, I, need a, got, I need a moment. I've got a few in my head. Go for it. Um. Well, if we want the obvious companion piece, then Beast Wars Megatron. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot you can like the thing about Primal that I think also helps is there's a lot to work with with him. And I think you've got a lot to work with with Megatron as well. Uh, if we want to go out there, there's part of me that would there was part of me that would get a huge kick out of a Cybertron hotshot. Oh, like going into the uh, the defense form or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. I'm almost thinking for, for Beast Wars Megatron, it would be kind of neat if the smaller robot was the, uh, you know, the one that was implied to be inside the BotCon toy from back in 2006. Oh, yeah. oh that one. You know, like the, the skinny, like, opening minutes of Beast Wars Episode 1 Megatron. Uh, that would be kind of cool as a small form. Um, That's two, because I stole one of TJ's, so let's just collectively think of a third one. And I think we'll have got it. Mm. What if... Okay. Uh, you just inspired me here. What if we go out there and we have a Skywarp as the Deluxe and he combines with a big Unicronian jet to turn into Cyclonus? That'd be hmm. interesting. I think that could be super cool. Uh, you know, similarly, if they if Megatron had won this, I bet Megatron to Galvatron would have been the thing. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it more, because John Warden and everyone working on Transformers right now have got a huge love for late 80s era. So it would probably be that kind of. So you think it'd be like a stuff. tanky Megatron into a space cannony Galvatron? Yeah, or even like a just two tanks. Like, oh man, you know what would have been really cool to get out of that is the IDW Galvatron that was in the books up until he up until he he exited his Earth his Earth mode uh, form with the Earth tank as alt mode. That could be. Oh man, now I'm bummed out about Galvatron again. Uh. But yeah, I, I would also I would also like to see it be 
uh, Skywarp into Cyclonus because that would start a fresh round of anger about who Cyclonus was. <laughs> and then a third party could make like a bombshell that can go in there instead. <laughs> and we'd all be real happy. You just make one, you just like one Scourge mold that there's like four Legends class figures that can all go inside. Yeah, it's just Scourge with a big hole inside of them. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I hope that answers your question, Pajama Prime. Uh, we've got one more, which kind of bounces off that one, from Malinus T. He says, with Power of the Primes being the last installment of the Prime Wars trilogy, I'm looking ahead and wondering to what uh, of what to expect from Generations once it's over. Uh, while we've received a number of characters who are relevant to the comic, they often lean more into a G1 aesthetic, for better or for worse. Personally, I would love to see another series of toys that are completely catered to fans of the comics, perhaps using Prime's breakdowns or Prime Breakdowns appearance in the comics as an excuse to release a nice toy of them outside of Japan. Uh, what's on your wish list for the future? Uh, I'll just throw in there. I found out, like, I already knew this, but I got it double confirmed at the toy show this weekend. Um, Arms Micron Breakdown continues to rise in value. And I believe someone told me they saw one sell for three hundred dollars recently. <laughs> because that's the only toy he got that was of note. <laughs> so uh absolutely. <laughs> uh generations starting to pull from some prime figures who maybe didn't get, you know, a, a stateside decent figure. That would be a, a nice place to start. <laughs> um I would love to see Generations spend a year catering uh to the comic fans again. Although I fully admit a lot of that would just be me saying, like, make Till All Are One the toy line, please, and then start sprinkling in some of the Rid Optimus Prime characters once we start running out of Till All Are One characters. Because there's there's a lot of original characters, or original takes at least, in IDW, that I really would love to see get figures. Like, like most everyone we've met from Velocitron so far, they're all fantastic uh you know breakdown and knockout being standouts because uh, i also like those two um i have plenty more i could rattle off and i'll maybe do that do that towards the end of the answer here but uh aaron ignoring the idea of there being a line-wide gimmick and thinking it might just go back to like 2013 generations like who, who else would you like to see in, in a current generations line i've given up on trying the- to to figure out what line wides would be um I think that like Beast Wars, like animal yeah. style stuff, could could go away. Um, I don't think it'd be worth a line. It it would actually be part of a till all are one line because there's yeah. there's some good Eucharian uh, colonists you could do there. Like like they they have blood they have um arachnid and black arachnia both mm-hmm. as eukaryans you know tigatron and air razor all characters i'd love modern toys of that don't suck arachnid yeah but i i don't i don't know they've managed to throw me off enough with with what they've done in the last two lines that like i i mean there's a part of me that thinks falling back to as they've called it the evergreens and doing just a like an original classics-esque line might not be a bad thing for a one-off that's that's what i think this this was about really just fall back to transformers for a bit and then be able to spin off again but yeah like trying to find individual characters i don't know how well that's going to work because they've seen so much success with finding line wide gimmick style things or at least finding a way to do what they want to do 
under an umbrella like that. I'm just thinking, like, thinking wish list style. Like, is there anyone still just on your mind that you're always you're always hoping will show up in those solicits? Not really, because I, I have a feeling they've hit a lot of yours. Yeah, they've hit anything I can think of. Like, you got your Computrons, right? Yeah, and then it was like, I'm trying to think of other oddball ones. They're kind of doing double dealer. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think I saw that as one of the Japanese exclusive. I don't know if that was fan art or not. I'm pretty, Once. I'm pretty sure that was Photoshop. Was yeah, that Photoshop? It, it, okay, I saw it that. Was, it was a really around. good. Yeah. It was a really good idea, but I noticed it didn't say LG EX. It said LG three X. Okay. On the tag, so I was like, oh, because it was it was Hardhead as the main robot, and then like uh, Taro's vehicle as like the the partner piece, and I'm like, that's a clever idea. Right. Um. I'd still like to see that, even as a, just like a fan made repaint that I could yeah. buy. <laughs> Well, uh, TJ, what about you? Like, uh, is there anyone that you're still kind of holding out hope for in, in generations or, or in any themes? Uh, God, it, it's been Hasbro's mission for like the past four or five years to fill in as many gaps as possible. There really aren't a lot left over. Um, in particular, I'm still looking for things like uh, I'm, I'm still looking for a decent retail level Ironhide. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm still looking for a reflector now that we've, now that we've sold a toy microscope again, I don't see a reason why we can't. Yeah. And, and you know, hopefully the whole idea wasn't blown on being a shockwave head swap because that worked decently, but it also didn't happen in regular retail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the big, the big one I'm still, kind of hoping on once we get past Predaking is uh, Scorponok. Yeah, you're right. Well, he was mm -hmm. on that list, right? So he's yeah, he, he's yeah, got he's got to at least be on a whiteboard somewhere. It's just such a letdown that you know, like for whatever reason we had these toy line this toy line in Titans Return that was just perfect for certain characters that didn't actually happen. Like, okay, this is like the big bad of the Headmasters. We're not going to do him yet. I, I got a feeling like it's at least been implied that a gimmick that's happened to me, like I think Power of the Primes is proof of this, or it's, at least this was part of their explanation, is like now that we've we've figured out how to do combiners and headmasters, that means they could just show up in future lines. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure like Scorponok, Apeface and Snapdragon might be lurking in the wings for, you know, filling in some Voyager and Leader or Titan slots yeah. in, in mm -hmm. a future generations line. Yeah. And Snapdragon and Apeface have been on those rumor lists for a long time now. Yeah. Like, I almost wonder if it ended up being like they, they end, like, how do I put this? If they, they figured out some cool designs for them, but never figured out how to get get them down to being Voyagers. They've done so much with the Voyager lines, it wouldn't surprise me if they did figure something out. I think the issue comes with what do you do with molds that complex afterwards? Yeah, yeah, like there's, there's there are, there are, there are repaints you can think of, but maybe they're not like, ones you could think of that would be as marketable i don't know like you could so like snapdragon and ape face you could redo as like i don't know beast box and like you know any dinosaur character and just say this is their new body beast you know beast box and overkill both got a big upgrade yeah yeah <laughs> and squawk talk is like hey <laughs> what about me like i don't know here we'll, we'll repaint laser beak into you he's like no <laughs> 
I don't want to turn into a nondescript forklift. Uh, well, I, I have quite a wish list of characters due to the comic books now. I, I realized this the other month. There are a lot of comic book characters who I, I have a feeling are not going to get toys anytime soon. And I think it's criminal. Uh, Aileron being a big one. Uh, any of the Divizen, I think Divizen was the name of the colony that the, the MicroMaster uh, combiners were coming from. I would love I would love for that to have resulted in like just a MicroMaster combiner done with modern technology. Um, the Optimus Prime cultists who are currently on Earth in the Optimus Prime book. I've started to really love them as a team, not because they're good people. They're all kind of awful people, but it's it's made me kind of want merch of them like Midnight Express, Roulette, uh, Bump. Um, also from ROM versus Transformers, Star Drive is an amazing design. And like, I'm going to I'm going to friggin slam a fist on a table if we don't at least see a third party star drive design revealed by next TFCon. Um, oh, who else was there uh, in ROM versus Transformers? One of my favorite mini cons got an awesome like standalone design. What's his name? I always forget his actual name. Uh, he's the white rocket from the Requiem Blaster. Oh, oh. Over something. <laughs> over over boost <laughs> thrust drive <laughs> uh no 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 this is like uh this is unicron trilogy so odds are blast is in the name somewhere yeah it's it's something it's blast his name is very similar to some i think it was very similar to blast off's name if it wasn't literally blast off because i remember it confused me for a sec when i read it because I, I mostly just remember his visual sky blast Sky Blast, yeah. There you go. Oh, God, I was right. I, I love Sky Blast robot mode, and I think I yelled at Alex Mill and Josh Perez when the first issue came out, and, like, there was this awesome half-page panel of Sky Blast aiming his gun arm. Uh, but it also made me go, like, you know, I'd really love just a deluxe Sky Blast who's a standalone figure, because that design works, man. Uh, he's not really in the book anymore for reasons, but uh, ROM versus Transformers, like, Star Drive... Uh, if you have not read that book, Star Drive has like a lot of toyetic goodness to her design, uh, right down to, oh man, slight spoiler. All right. For like issue three, three seconds from now, one, two, three. She's also a triple changer and a very logically designed triple changer, uh, who has just like a Cybertronian hover car mode and a Cybertronian wheeled car mode. Uh, also, she looks amazing in ROM Space Knight colors. So, like, Aileron and Star Drive and Centurion are my three characters I really want toys of that probably won't get them anytime soon. Um, and I could fill out that list more and more if you just let me reread some of my comic issues. Like, uh, a lot of the colonists from Till All Are One. Um, oh man, like, uh, Obsidian, like they're making Alita one and at least her artwork is very till all are one. And I need her, I need like Stryka and Obsidian are really good ancillary characters to Alita one into all are one. And like, I really want them done in a way that stands alongside that figure. Uh, so without, without continuing this ramble, like those are some off the top of my head. Also friggin' read the comics people. They're worth your time. Sorry, Aaron. I know you're actually I'm, like I'm trying to catch up, man. Yeah. Uh, there's been some cool stuff. I, I I was uh I was having one of those moments again where I like I caught up on like four issues of comics I hadn't read for a couple weeks, and I was just like, man, I still really like these comics. Uh, first strike, like 
first strike kind of got ham fisty and awkward by the end, but it was still really fun. And then like the one off issues around it, the like no- series of number ones with other franchise names in them. The Transformers and Optimus Prime ones are basically two more issues of revolutionaries. And it's so good because it opens just showing like what were the revolutionaries cast doing during issue one of First Strike and like. I'm really enjoying GB Blackrock in this. Like, there's another character I'd love to have a figure of is uh, like a good figure of GB Blackrock Sovereign. Um, and Centurion is like really Centurion is like like being written kind of like a dumbass, but in a way that is working for me, uh, as opposed to like how the G.I. Joes and Mask were written in, in the opening of Revolution. Like G.I. Joe has started to get good in these crossovers, too. Like they got over the hump and they made them stop all hating Transformers. So anyway. I'm going to stop talking about the comics there and uh, move us into what we got this week. <laughs> so on topic, of what we got this week, that being Transformers and Transformer Bulls. Um, Aaron, did you get any of that kind of stuff? I did. I found a uh, Voyager Hound. Oh, uh, from the movie line? From the movie line. Yeah. All right. I, I'm confused now because I, we spent a good few minutes talking about a hypothetical g one Hound and now I got... My head's in the wrong place. But how are you digging him? Um, Pretty cool. Uh, he has a couple of neat little tricks to him uh, that I don't know if I've seen actually executed well before. Mm-hmm. Like his his front wheels split in half to become feet mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that's that's kind of interesting. And uh, I, I like accessories on vehicles that make sense and the way that all of his guns combine into like some sort of crazy anti-aircraft thing that sits on his back or he just has a bunch of random holes on his back so you can have just weapons and weapons and weapons and weapons coming over the shoulders it's also been identified he has specifically enough holes to hold all the guns that came with the first movie hound figure from age of extinction okay i haven't done it yet myself I'd, (laughs) i'd have to go bin digging to find the first movie hound but yeah the only you can load him up the only issue that I have with him is, again, the instructions, as as always with these movie toys, unfortunately. And just he so his around his biceps, he has bullets that are in mm-hmm. kind of rubbery plastic. And both of mine, in order to get the way that his arm has to like flip around and rotate and flip around, you have to rotate those from being like front of the bicep to behind the the behind the upper arm and yep. both of mine i had to like push past what felt like i should be pushing past yeah there is a point in his transformation where where even if you're doing it right there is a certain spot on his transformation where you have to introduce pressure i don't like yeah and it doesn't help that yes once again like his instructions are god awful and make it feel because they're so bad you will spend if you don't know this going in you spend a good while thinking you are the one who is dumb basically right. like and then why it's is things this not like working his his like utility belt pouch thing is there a reason mm-hmm. for that to be on the flap that it's on oh man uh i think it allows for more forward leg motion but i i haven't messed okay. with him for a couple weeks because it like again crappy instruction so i was trying to work through it mostly myself it looks like it it fits the like the sides of the vehicle mode better with it in the normal like down position. And at no point yeah. did I have anything that 
terribly conflicted and his hip joints are far enough down that only if you're going for like his leg being absolutely straightforward from his hips does it really get in the way so it's a case yeah. of like is there something is it supposed to be flipped the other way for some reason like off, but off then the it top leaves an odd hole in things i don't know i think it's probably just for the hip motion or maybe it's a vestige of an older transformation idea maybe um because yeah like i because I, there's I do remember definitely that part no way that it me. pins or connects flipped the other way but yeah yeah, it's a shame because like, I think that I think he is like I think that Voyager Megatron is a more fun, more complete package Voyager toy. Mm-hmm. But I think that Hound actually is a more impressive transformer in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's hobbled by stuff like like his instructions are bad and like Megatron's thing is he's straightforward enough to transform. You don't need the instructions. Whereas Hound, you you really do need to know what you're supposed to do on a few spots. Yeah, on there him. are two or three places in his transformation that are just just hinky enough that's like i i would really like to know because it's yeah it's like rotate the shoulder 180 degrees over rotate the arm 180 degrees around rotate his bullet bicep thing around there's just enough of those like flip flip flips that well, and and the bullet biceps like they look and feel like something there they just slide around to to reveal the elbow joint and you can put them wherever you want but it's like mm-hmm. They have a very specific orientation they have to be in for vehicle mode. Yeah. Uh, and a picture of that sure would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they did. It was taken from about 60 feet away. Right. You, you know what, Vaseline by the way? Over the lens. Not, not to... This is this is speaking ahead a little bit, but... Let me fish them out. They're around you. Here they are. Um, you know how I said that Slug Slinger's uh, contrast in his instructions felt like it had been brightened and tightened up a bit? Mm-hmm. Cogman's as well. Okay. Like they they made the whites whiter, they made the background darker. Um they made the robot CAD image pop out from the background a lot more. It's still too small, but at least it's not like mud when I'm looking at it. Okay. Uh so I feel like this this probably was a critique that went beyond us and into the parents as well, much like with Revenge of the Fallen's complexity. Uh cuz I noticed on Slugslinger and Cogman the two end of line deluxes, their instructions are a lot clearer. Uh, than the rest of the line. I've still got to find both of those. So, yeah, take take a look. Like, maybe I'm seeing things, but like, take a look when you do find them. Like, I held up Slug Slingers next to cups just to see if I was going crazy. I was like, <laughs> I was like, am I just imagining this? Um, well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you picked them up because that is a good hound toy. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to the add-ons. People are like, Doctor Wu is doing one to add the back of his vehicle mode. And I kind of want to also see what Takara Tomy does for their movie, the best version, where they're also adding the back of the vehicle mode. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else Transformers wise on your end? No. Then uh, TJ, did you do some Transformers this week? Uh, I did indeed. All right. Uh, two in the official column to stay on topic. I have uh, Nitro and Scorn. Excellent, the Voyager duo. Mm-hmm. I like those a lot. I hope you do too. Yeah, I think I do. Did you? Well, I'm gonna say, do you now? Because because Nitro is unpleasant for the first half hour or so because his instructions suck, and you need instructions for him. <laughs> so I could I could see like I was gonna ask you like how'd that go? Um, it went well. I actually 
I actually attempted him without the instructions. That's probably th better. <laughs> uh, I got stuck on what, what am I? Okay. Oh, his arms are doing something really weird. So I, I think I had to duck into the instructions for that. The, the instructions actually made that harder for me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had to, I had to go video. Yeah, the, the instructions when they tried to communicate that part, they actually made me think something else was happening. <laughs> and then I had to watch a video and I was like, what were you trying to tell me? Like, why couldn't you just show me a close up bigger picture of his leg folding down out of the way for the one arm? No, but, you know, I figured I figured it out well enough. Uh, it's certainly not a transformation I expected. It's very unique. It's, it's it's one of those toys where it feels like a designer. Decide, God, I'm so sick of designing these jets the same way every single time. Let me do something weird. Yeah, there there will not be a legless robot hanging under this chest. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> we are not just going to hang the wings off the back. We're going to do something with them this time. We are not going. Uh, yeah. To, yeah. Not just going to tuck the arms under the wings and call it a day. It's still such a really cool trick. I love doing it. Like curling the wings up into boxes. Mm -hmm. No, he, he is a surprisingly fun toy. And this is me being all jaded uh, over movie toys at this point and just kind of being a little bit tired of the aesthetic in general. And I mm -hmm. still really like this guy. Yeah, he Zeus is like. He, he's a movie Decepticon, but then he also busts out all these gimmicks that were kind of lost to time in the movie line, mm -hmm. like like the deployable transform transformity weapony stuff in his forearms. You know, like one of them is an extending cannon. The other one's like all the stuff on that hookshot thing. And then like the, the fold up wings, the flip up backpack stuff like it's it's a lot of stuff that in Age of Extinction, I feel they would have left out. And I'm surprised it's even here. You know, mm -hmm. him, him and Scorn both. Like Scorn, man, let's talk about Scorn. Scorn, I was I was actually just this was part of a BBTS pre-order and my plan was to just immediately ditch Scorn to eBay. And then I saw the I saw the Twitter thing. Yeah, Twitter talked me out of it. I'm kind of happy they did. Good. Yeah, he's like, there's no reason this toy should exist. None. But you barely had any screen time in the first movie and you got none in the second movie. And this and he's like maybe the best Voyager in the line. Yeah, it, maybe. Re it really feels like some designer was like, no, we were so close with the last one. We're boning everything else. Let, let, let me just let me just let me just have this one. Like like in a line with Hound and Megatron and Nitro in it, like Scorn does not make it easy to pull like an easy ranking for the Voyagers in this line. Am I, I don't know. TJ, how do you feel about him? Well, he, he is an excellent toy and much to my surprise, like very big and solid and even well painted for the size class. I don't expect any of those things anymore. Yeah. Like, I, like I love all the silver on him. I love all the airbrushing. I love I love that he actually has more detail than his stock photos because that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. And like and like. His transformation could have been super straightforward and, and really boring as well. Yeah. And no, they went all out there, too. Yeah. Like like him and, and Nitro feel like, I don't know, they both feel like a protest almost. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it's something as simple as like, there's no reason for them to actually have the the uh, the robot foot 
to beast foot transformation in there no no <laughs> like they just could have just like no like like a like hundred other transformers no his beast leg is his robot leg and they just straighten it out yeah but it's such a simple little trick to make it work and the frigging the the heel piece having that little hinge just to change shape slightly yeah just just to, just to get the clearance you need and then it all just kind of closes up closes up tight mm. yeah like, I, I, I didn't call this out when I got him, so I'll mention it here because I think we had it pop up in the thread or on Twitter. He does also have something where, where instructions would have been great. Uh, better ones would have been better. The the weird, like, the two different axes, axes of movement, axes of movement inside his shoulders. Uh, yeah, and, and how once you know what it's supposed to do, it's straightforward. But when you don't, it's really not. Yeah, I, I think that's my one nagging issue with the toy. That's a really weird piece of engineering, and it doesn't doesn't really uh lead to any solid connections on mine so it will because i had that problem on mine those little things will snap into place in in the two different orientations but the tolerances are whack out of the box and like you got to work it a bit and then i might have loosened something somewhere slightly but i can't remember anymore i had to do a little bit of work on him and i forgot what i did precisely and i don't even remember if i used tools but it certainly did not work 100 percent out of the box Okay, I will keep in mind to do something, and yeah, that will like, fix everything. All right. Like apl apply pressures, I think is the main thing I did. <laughs> Once I realized that there's a click point, it made me more confident. Okay, because <laughs> I have not heard a click point, so that that's important to know. Yeah, like like double check. Like I, what I remember is I looked at the part that physically moves, and I noticed it had little indentations on it on the disc. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think those those are kind of the key to figuring out like what it's supposed to do um it's it, it is really messy though and it's like like the instructions suck they <laughs> suck so much we go on about it every week but there's a reason all right <laughs> mm -hmm. um did you expect the dinosaur neck to have that many joints no yeah right he's one of those <laughs> he's one of those toys i don't even want to put him in robot mode because his beast mode's so fun to goof with it's like <laughs> It's like the base aside from his his arms, the dinosaur mode is like a fully posable robot dinosaur. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Um, I'm glad I glad I'm glad you got him, and I'm glad you dug him because I think those two Voyagers, those two Voyagers are must-haves from this year. Like those are solid, solid toys. They even feel like they're making use of the of the higher price point. In some yeah, ways. that's that's mm -hmm. the thing. Like that like from how heavy he is and how much paint that he has on him i'm okay with that inflated price yeah like i i haven't done side by sides necessarily but scorn especially felt like he had more going on in him than a lot of the titans return voyagers oh yeah i'm i'm thinking about breaking out the weight scale yeah i'd, I'd be curious um I, I was actually just going to branch off that. I don't know if I talked about it, but I did get Leader Dragonstorm, and he's kind of like the coda to the line in a way. And so if I've talked about it before, I'll just keep it brief. Leader Dragonstorm is neat, but Scorn and Nitro Zeus outclass him in a lot of ways. Uh, Leader Dragonstorm, you know how Scorn feels really weighty and heavy and like a full toy? Mm -hmm. And you were expecting him to be more hollow and kind of, you know, corners cut? Put it to put it lightly. Yeah. That is how the Dragonstorm robots feel. 
Ooh. Uh, so they're fine, given that you're getting two of them, and their their transformation is really neat. But the transformation is so neat, it feels like they stripped away stuff everywhere to make the transformation happen. And one of those guys kind of doesn't have a back. And it's it's a shame. Because uh, I think that they look really cool. They go great with Cogman and, and uh, Steelbane and, and Scorn. But they certainly feel like the ones you keep at the back of that display. Is, is, is how I'd put it. Paying retail for Dragonstorm kind of sucks. Uh, if you can get him, like, at a winner's price or something, TJ Maxx price, like, 30 bucks, super friggin' solid toy. But I think that the leader class in The Last night has probably been its weakest aspect. Uh, the Deluxes were moderate to solid. The Voyagers, when they're new, have been kind of hitting it out of the park. And the leader toys, from everything I've seen, uh, Megatron doesn't seem like he'd be much better than this Dragonstorm. And I still, I paid full for Dragonstorm because I thought the gimmick was so cool. I am not paying retail price for that Megatron. So I, I have no no in-hand opinion on him. Um, no, you're, you're right to do that. That's what I've heard from one or two people that that toy is really neat. And I'm like, I get it. I, but yeah, like <laughs> when I got when I got my Trypticon, I had the opportunity to get 40 uh, percent off of anything else they had because everything was cheaper than yeah. Trypticon. And it came down to, oh, I could get the uh, I could get that Cybertron five pack or I could get that Megatron dirt cheap. I got the Megatron dirt cheap, and I'm still kind of kicking myself on that one. Yeah, like I, I mean, I'd pay like thirty bucks for that Megatron and be fine with it. But for, for thirty, he looks cool as a Megatron. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The jet mode looks solid. Oh, the jet by all accounts, the it's, jet mode's beautiful. Yeah, and then like with Dragonstorm, the dragon mode is big and neat. The transformation's cool. The two robots look good from the front. So there's like a $30 value easily there. But once you creep up to that 50, 60 or whatever, that's when stuff like the two robot mode, like one of the robots feeling like as light as a piece of paper uh, starts to enter the, the conversation more. Um, anyway, TJ, uh, what else did you get Transformers wise? I went third party. Mm -hmm. Of course you did. Pirate. It, it, it is rare for me, but every now and then. So... Uh, just because it was dirt cheap on sale, I got uh DX9 Kokomo. Yeah, the uh the Crasher. Yeah, yeah, their uh MP Mirage remold. Yeah, the who I I think the MP Mirage part was the remold of that figure. <laughs> um, oh, for for thirty five, like like really nice figure. Like mm. I really like the transformation on it and. Yeah, like anytime a Mirage toy is made these days, it needs to be remolded into Crasher or Fracture or whatever you want to call her. But yeah, it's it is just what has to be done. I mean, it's a really nice little like masterpiece scaled, you know, imitation GoBot. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think if I was paying full price, I'd be a little bit more upset. There are a few issues I have with it. Uh. Not having heel spurs is kind of an issue. Yeah, f full price Kokomon is a very like early era third party piece in a lot of ways. Like between the price, between the little the little things that are wrong with her. DX Nine has come a long way since that figure. Uh, it almost bums me out that like Psycho and Crasher were two of the first things they did. 
So I'm like, I, I kind of wish you guys had done them like like now. Right. <laughs> you seem to have a lot like, you know, depends on the on the designer, of course. But like DX9 seems to have also just a better use of resources now mm -hmm. uh, than before. Yeah, definitely. Like there's there's stuff on her. Yeah, but she she she's nice and she, it's 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 nice just to have her, you know, just as someone who really liked Crasher from GoBots. Mm hmm. Uh, and then there was the uh, the big one. Because mm -hmm. I had I had to own it, it was, uh, Galaxy Meteor. I saw one of your tweets, which I thought was a great capsule remark on the toy, which is everything keeps moving. Yeah, I can't stop moving everything on him. So much moves. Mm -hmm. So uh, I take it that you're digging that figure very, very much. Yeah, like it's one of those toys where I know details are different. Like I know there's some aside from just avoiding being too on model and uh, artist interpretation of things, I know there's details on them that are different, but it looks like the animation models just standing there on my desk. Yeah. I think they got the face sculpt super solid. Oh, that it, though. Yeah. Like he it's, it's that it's like, I've got the smirk face on him all the time. Yeah. Cause you know, it's, it's a it's a little much, but Cybertron was exaggerated. That's the smirk he had. Yeah, because like because when character models were not like they would smirk to that extreme the few times their face actually animated. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. otherwise, it was just their mouth opening and closing in two frames. So like, yeah, it, it, I love that smirk face. Yeah. But like the articulation is insane on the toy. I love all the tricks they did to make sure his arms worked so much better uh like the the knees are deep bends the hips like i have no idea how but they got a waist joint into this design yep the 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 two meteors the g1 meteor and the galaxy force meteor that they did like both of them put waist joints on designs in ways where i'm like i have very little patience now for the idea of either of these designs without a waist joint yeah god that works so well uh but just there's just there's elements of him to just get it so right for me. It's like I think one of the big reasons I love him so much is because they actually went with the animation colors because it it almost I almost tend to forget that even the Takara Galaxy Force version of the original toy got the colors wrong mm -hmm. because in the show he's dark blue, not black. Yeah. So yeah. that alone gives him so much more of that character and captures that design so much better. And like, like, we're good. No, no, no. Keep going. I was going to say, like, the, the folks working on this, I kind of halfway is confirmed in my own little ways that, like, I know for a fact at least one person who was majorly working on this project was and probably still is a huge Galaxy Force fan. Oh, it, like, I, I, I recall, I think, having a conversation with somebody who might be involved with this thing when Galaxy Force was new about how cool Galaxy Force is. Hmm. So this is coming from a place of love. One hundred percent. Oh, I. I can absolutely tell like colors are spot on. The proportions are perfect. Like he looks amazing. Uh, I love the, I love the adjustments to the transformation. Mm -hmm. I like that his robot hands are just floating there in the back. They actually turn into something now. Yeah. Um, I do have, a, I do have a few, uh, I do have a few issues with getting him into the jet mode. There's a few tabs and connection points that don't quite want to make it. 
Yeah, I uh, I almost wonder if I just got lucky with mine, because I, I, I've heard a few little issues from more than one person that I certainly don't have, and I think I rolled really lucky on the tolerance dice, because mm-hmm. there are some spots on... Uh, when you're get it's when you're getting the legs up, right? Like all those separate locking points kind of happening near the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like like on mine, they kind of just flow together, but I can feel in them when they're locking that like one micrometer difference, and this would probably be a little more tricky than it is for me. Um, yeah, mine for- mine kind of just slides together. Yeah, I mean, for me, it feels like there's supposed to be a connection between the legs and the torso once the transformation's made that doesn't quite reach. Yeah. That I off the top of my head, I think that's the weakest one on mine. Because he's in robot mode right now, so I can't super tell. Because it's hard to leave him as a jet. <laughs> yeah, like no, your robot mode's too good. Like I love your jet mode, but you look amazing. So yeah. you get to stay there. Like 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 for me, the biggest qualm I got is it's I think it's an on model thing. I would have been cool if they had altered this. I really don't like how much stuff is sticking off of his back in robot mode. Like the the tail fin halves kind of just like they fold down, but not in. And I'm like, I wouldn't have minded if these folded in. Well, it is it is totally on model. It's based on the Voyager version where it didn't do that. So that's completely accurate to the show design. It was the Supreme version where those could rotate inward. Okay. yeah, yeah. The only point where that actually uh, transformed that way. I don't mind it terribly. No, it's it's like it's the smallest problem to really like like I, if i harp on it yeah. i'm gonna sound like a crazy person because <laughs> also he has an ab crunch and there are hydraulic pistons that work on his yes. spine when you crunch his abs <laughs> so like i gotta you know what here i distract myself a little bit there i did that thing now i don't care about the backpack um he yeah he's a he's a very solid piece like i was thinking about this the other day because there is a lot of gray zone and slight questionality to that whole thing about the toy potentially getting canceled or done in a smaller run and then all the hashtag stuff and then the lowered price and then et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and about how much of that was perhaps played up and how much perhaps wasn't. Here's the way my head's thinking. If some of that was overblown for the sake of making sure this toy happened, I'm kind of cool with that. Because <laughs> yeah. this- I, I know this toy was was being... I know this toy was this project was being pushed by a genuine love of galaxy force. And if some tricks were used to make sure this got made in a market where a galaxy force third party toy is not a 100% thing. You know what? I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> Play yeah. the market to make this thing. Yeah. And justifies the means like do what you have yeah. to do. Yeah. There are, there are times where I would say, no, that might be kind of dirty pool. But when you start talking galaxy force, uh, and you also work in my bias where I kind of like it when the G1 hardcores get picked on, <laughs> then maybe I, ha- I, you know, you know what? I have severe biases here. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm kind of cool with whatever. Yeah. Like play dirty. I don't care. Yeah. You made his nipple guns articulate. <laughs> you, you got me. Yeah. Like something else the Supreme version actually did. Like, I think the one thing missing from him is he doesn't have the little crown, which I'm almost certain one of the repaints will come with. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, the crown had to have been on a CAD model and then like cut for cost or something. Because <laughs> I, I think the issue was if they gave him the crown, you'd also expect the the big cannon to replace one of his blades, and then you're kind of screwing with a spring loaded gimmick. Yeah, and that's I, the yeah, that's, that's the, only... the one other little thing is like, I don't want his blades out all the time, and then I get, I get this again. It's really petty, 
I'm like, oh, I kind of wish they didn't spring load out because now I feel weird about leaving them tucked away because maybe I'm compressing the spring too much. And I, you know, I'll work the ab joint again and forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you thinking at all about the repaints of them or are you, are you feeling satisfied with just the one? Keep in mind, my dream toy is this mold, this design in Star in uh, Skywarp colors. I'm, oh, I, I'm right. not I'm You're... not thinking about them. I'm dreaming about them. I'm inappropriately thinking about them. <laughs> All right. When I think about you, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I am really into uh, all that stuff they showed for for Galaxy Convoy and, and Master Megatron. Like, do them like this, and I'm down. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> excellent. Uh, anything else on your plate this week, Transformers wise? Uh, Transformers wise, that would be it. All right. Um, well, I got Cogman finally. I got I bought one off eBay like over a month ago, and it clearly did take a while to get here as the seller had advised. And I got Cogman. He's really good. I don't mind that I paid an extra like 10, 15 bucks for him. He is the deluxe of the line. Uh, you know how probably mostly my fault. We maybe kept referring to him as a retool of movie four Bumblebee. Uh, he is not. He has a similar transformation skeleton, but is different in multiple ways. And if anything, feels like a second pass improvement on that toy because he removes some of the jankier parts. Uh, It simplifies some of the unnecessary parts. Cogman is really good. Uh, His his vehicle mode looks great. His transformation is solid. His articulation in robot mode is solid. His, His fists fold away almost entirely just to give him that potential wrist joint to point his sword forward. Uh, like, like to do that, you also have to unfold his forearm a little hmm. bit, but whatever. He has a sword and he can point it forward. Like, that's important. His Titan Master connection is of the solid variety, so it's not jiggly. That's also a plus. Uh, he has, like, paint washes everywhere, so he looks really good. Um, he, he, the way that you put Titan Masters into the seats... Uh, is a little is a little tricky, but it's like there is one foot peg for each seat that's like closest to the center dashboard. So it's like a solid connection. They're not gonna they're not rattling around. It's just a little tricky to get it in there. Also, you can almost fully transform him into a car without removing the Titan Master. Okay. If you if you turn the head 180 and fold the Titan Master legs out so they're sticking out under the front bumper, you can turn him into a car without removing the headmaster. Uh so Cogman is really good. It, it sounds like he's showing up in Toys R Us's in America, so hopefully everyone gets a chance to get him. His pre-order is still up uh, in Japan, so hopefully that's a way people can get him. And if you are if you don't want to take any chances and you have money to burn, if you do go on eBay and get one for an extra 10 15 bucks, I think he still kind of hangs just, just a little bit. Uh, obviously you are paying extra and that's going to impact stuff a little bit. I do not in any way, shape or form regret getting one off eBay. Uh, I'm, I'm really into this figure. I'm really happy with him. So, uh, thank goodness. It seems like he's actually coming out and thank goodness. You guys, as far as I know, are still down for getting Cogman. Cause now I can confirm for you. He is really darn good. Mm-hmm. Trying to think if there's anything about him that's wrong. He he does have the thing where he doesn't have dedicated heels that flip out, but I also haven't had it much trouble with him falling over, because uh, his feet are kind of like long and wide. Okay. 
So uh, maybe his heal support is a problem on him. Uh, also, he doesn't have a waist joint, and he has a sword, so that's a little bit limiting. Um, and, you know, it's kind of disturbing that you can fold open his crotch. And there's sculpted detail in there that looks like radiator stuff and pistons. Maybe we didn't need sculpted detail inside of his crotch. Probably uh, not. Also, his pecs, his pec plate folds up for transformation. And if you fold it up, there are cog gear details sculpted inside of it that are all paint washed. Hmm. And then on the top end, like on the back of the pec plate you folded up, it's not paint washed, but there are even more uh, cog clockwork details in there. So, like, this figure is one of those labor of love type of figures. Uh, whoever worked on this probably really liked the idea of Cogman. So, uh, yeah, it's good. Um, have either of you guys been keeping track at all on the sightings for Cogman? I've been trying to with little to no luck. Nuts. That's, like, yeah. locally for me... Um, I, it seems like I need to go to Indianapolis anymore, uh, or, or hit, go back to the hitting things every day, but I just don't have the energy for that as of late. Yeah. This place is a wasteland. I'm still finding wave one stuff wherever I go. There's no well, hope of a... <laughs> if you want to think glass half full, Cogman does ship with several wave one toys. So not helping. So <laughs> I might be seeing the remnants of those cases. You might be. He ships with a mixture of the previous wave and wave one, which means that a Cogmanless shelf could just look like any given shelf from the last three months. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, like I said, if you just want to drop an extra 10, 15 bucks and pretend like it's transit fuel cost, you can just get one off eBay. Yeah, maybe. Um, but that's all that I got on topic this week that I feel like talking about. Um, well, you know, I'll throw it in here. I got the iron, the first two iron factory combaticons, swindle and brawl. Okay. Uh, yesterday. They are very fun. Swindle is excellent. Brawl is maybe a little overly busy in the way he transforms. Uh, they're both very cramped in how they transform. I'd recommend watching the instructional video because, uh, iron factory's instructions while more clear than official instructions, still truncate stuff too much. So they leave out, I think, very important details. And also, whenever Iron Factory instructions try to overly explain something specific, they often make it more confusing. Like when you have to turn Brawl's legs back into robot mode, there's a very specific trick that the instructions actually get wrong and they tell you to push the wrong spot. So you should go watch the video for that. Uh... But I'm real psyched for that Bruticus. I messed with the test shot a little bit because uh, Ryan Sheehy had it at the toy show, and uh, I, I, I made I made his legs wiggle, and that thing feels good. And I am friggin' hyped that the that same company is gonna do all of that tech, but on the DJD combining into a giant Tarn. Uh, lots of hype, and hopefully the the last Bruticus stuff ships before the end of the year because that would be a great way to cap off 2017. I think. But that is all I got. Oh, you know what? Swindle has this roof rack thing, which is a pointless accessory, and I don't know why he has it, and I hate it. Uh, that's, that's my negative on the set. Um, let's go off topic. Uh, Aaron, 
You spent 24, no, 25 hours playing video games. Uh, video uh, games and board games. A little bit of... And board games. A little bit of other stuff, yeah. Did you uh, actually specifically get anything for that weekend? Um, or anything off topic you want to you want to cover? I got to play a couple rounds of Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Yeah, how you liking that one? Uh, so I have this issue that if I haven't played like first-person shooters in a while and then I go to play mm -hmm. one, I get a little bit of vertigo. And so like oh, after wow. two rounds, I was like slightly like clammy and slightly nauseous and was like I I got to I I got to not be here for a bit. Did you try the third person mode at all? We did one, we did one first person, we did one third person, and I think the third person was better than the first person. But okay. it was still just like I had enough of that uh hanging out that I'm like I I need to I I need to get up and and away for a little bit and go play some VR <laughs> and and like step outside hoping it was going to be cool outside but it was uh it was uh still pretty warm out so I'd like went it back into the bathroom and splashed a little bit of water on my bald head and uh we're talking about what you got this week not what yeah. you lost this week uh and went from there and I'm trying to think uh did we talk about my Vegas trip. I don't think no. we did. You, yeah, you also went. You also yeah. went to Vegas, by the way. Yeah. Before doing all this. Yeah. So last weekend was, uh, or the weekend before, was the uh, um, legend or uh, unrivaled tournament series, uh, grand finale in uh, Las Vegas, and that was a thing. Um, there were ups and downs that, uh, I can talk about if you really want, but mostly it was like, there's a whole lot of potential for this series, I'll say, because mm -hmm. any place they could have, uh, they could have failed in planning or, or logistics. They kind of did. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, um, uh, I, th I think that, that what we could say is if anyone wants to hear about VIP parties not run super well. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, like the biggest thing was so it wasn't even necessarily that it was that like, OK, we'll talk about it, I guess. Uh, so it was <laughs> like so they had talked about how they're going to have bus service from the hotel to where the party was going on. OK, that's cool. I waited for an hour, saw a like 15, maybe 20 passenger bus show up once. And that was it. So I ended up getting an Uber because forget that, you know, I've got a limited amount of time here. And, mm. uh, you know, go to do that and like am wondering around the have you ever been to a GameWorks before? I have not. Have you ever been to like a Dave and Buster's before? Um, I think I've like walked through one. Okay. But you know, you know the concept. Adult yeah. arcade. That's what this was in. They had a live band going the whole time, which was okay that's cool and then like we were told in the documentation hey and will wheaton and i forget the name of the comedian are going to be there too and all of these other like board game company people and stuff are going to be there hey that's neat and so you know after hanging around for an hour getting an uber going there then like look around for any of these people and don't see them and then real oh there's a bowling alley attached go to go to the bowling alley and they're like, well, no, you have on the wrong wristband. I'm like, well, what do you mean? This is like all the VIP. No, this is the VIP party. I was like, oh, okay. 
Why advertise it then? Like that's right. silly. It's had they sold it as like a kickoff party, and hey, yeah. you may be better off getting an Uber rather than waiting for the one bus we're running. It would have like with the same like end result, the feel would have been entirely different. Yeah, is it, I think it's weird to call something a VIP party when there is a vip party. Yeah. Uh, also, I think that if I had been more attentive and known what was going on when it was happening, I could have told you, you just need to go like, no, I'm with press. I'm going to interview Will Wheaton about his role as Perceptor in the upcoming Machinima <sighs> Titans Return cartoon. No, because they actually did have people with press badges. Please well, go like, I'm indie press. The, yeah. Y'all don't want to step on the indie press now, do you? Because I'm gonna to have to write about you if you do. Right, but it was, it was, and it was the the other thing was so on Saturday we had like every bit of documentation that we'd gotten leading up to the to the show had like, hey, you need to be in your seats at nine forty five for the first game, or else you forfeit your first game. And they were running a Swiss format, which is uh, it's not necessarily a single elimination format. But it yeah. it self sorts, so all the winners play against winners. All the second place people play against second place people, and as you accrue points, it kind of sorts you out. And they had 118 people playing King of Tokyo for a classic Swiss format. You would want six rounds for this. They were doing four rounds, which really means if you get a third place or worse, you might as well stop playing. If if, yeah, the, if, I have, uh... if the top four is the only thing that's getting recognition, then that cuts it hard. And I ended up going 4-1, 3-1. And the three really should have been a better place, but another person was not playing to win. They were playing to play, which is kind of sucky. They got second play, place. Play. Yeah, well, it's it was a case where... Um, the guy that was just before me in turn order was set up so that have, have you played King of Tokyo? Uh, I have, but I think the last time okay. I played might have been with you. Okay, like at Chicago or something. Yeah. Okay, so in King of Tokyo, it's a Yahtzee style game where you have dice that have different faces that do different things. One of the six faces is a claw that's an attack. Well, the guy that was before me in turn order was set up so that. He had a bunch of stuff that boosted his attacking, especially when he was in Tokyo. And he was in Tokyo. And I attacked him and had him down to, like, three health. He decided to push his luck and stay in. Um, Then the other player that was left decided, instead of rolling attacks to take him out, to roll to try to heal herself. And she didn't roll any attacks against him when like her first roll had two of the three that she would need to take him out. And instead she re-rolls to try and like get health. And then she fails to even do that. His turn comes around. He rolls one claw, which is all he needed to deal like four damage to the both of us and take us out. And it was like, no, had you played to roll like to kill him, then it would have been game over. And even he was like, yeah, you won me that game. Thanks. And she's, oh, oh, well, I got second place either way. It was like, no, <laughs> you you got second place when you could have won and ended up with me getting third place when I easily should have had second or first. But um, 
yeah, it was it was all right. And then I ended up getting a bunch of like random swag, a T-shirt, dice with stuff on it and like game giveaways from the publishers. Hmm. I was just going to say I have I have this thing about the Swiss system from when this is very old knowledge. So, I'm, you know, it's very outdated. But we tried to do fencing tournaments with the Swiss system maybe twice. Mm-hmm. And I recall from that thinking the Swiss system is one of those things that sounds really good on paper. But in implementation is both a nightmare and also potentially make something take three times longer than it actually needs to. Right. Well, I mean, so for. Like, the board game tournament stuff, had they, like, had their software in line, it would have been easy enough to get in five or six rounds, which would be Mm -hmm. better. But with the number of people that we had and as few rounds as they were running, statistically, I think it was basically two of the people out of the final four in the fifth game that was the final game or the finals game were just statistically guaranteed to be undefeated just if yeah if everybody sat down at a table and reached into a bag and drew a one two three four you know something with zero skill involved you're going to have two of the four people at that final table that just drew ones every time no no skill involved and Mm -hmm. there were there were quite a few people that seemed like they were salty about it even before the first game was played just like yeah, that's the thing. It, it's, it's not it's, like me. Okay, I lost my first game, and ended up thirty fifth out of one hundred and eighteen. So I did all right um, in, in mm. the grand scheme of and things. And your your world rank and, now and too. world rank. That's right. Um, yeah. But it's still something that's like, man, if you slip or you know, I was sitting there saying, okay, with me with a forced place, if I because so much of this stuff was going to be running on tiebreakers and equivalents, if the person that beat me goes undefeated and I go the rest of the thing undefeated theoretically by tiebreakers I might have been able to slip into the final table but that is leaning so hard into the math that if instead they ran a few more rounds you the the placements would be based off of performance at a table not out of well you did well against a person that did well against a person that did well so that means that you're 27 points putting you in the third rank bracket and the third points wise bracket does higher than somebody that did poorly against somebody that did poorly against somebody that did, you know, one of those like trying to find all the breakpoints. Whereas if instead they just ran a few more rounds, then it would it would come through. Well, also, if the thing about about all that is, is people will also get salty and. It's more it's a bit more more harsh, but if you just run regular pools and direct elimination brackets, uh, then at least like people don't have time to get mad about the system of the tournament. Right. And it all is it's just more straightforward. So I, I get I get why someone would want to run Swiss system. I just yeah, I often find Swiss system ends up introducing more more confusion and negativity yeah. than than all the because it's supposed to promise everyone gets to play equal skill level all the time which is supposed to be a positive thing and it usually is but then it, it creates these clouds hanging everywhere yeah. that can make people's moods get you know down and then it's no fun playing with someone who's down yeah and that was there were quite a few people that dropped yeah and that's out. not good you know and and yeah that was they were 
like and and if it wasn't for I think their problem with the lag and delay on everything of getting rounds going that is why they just kind of shrugged it off because I and part of the paperwork that I signed is hey as part of the getting the ticket out here and doing all this stuff I will be at game tables for X amount of time and so it all really depends on like okay well what do you mean by at the game tables because if it's me sitting here waiting to play if that counts towards the time I more than beat that by about game middle of game two now if it's actual time played yeah that's going to be the four games but I don't know it was it was a thing I I'm glad I got the chance to do I will will uh, participate in next year's tournaments in hope of going to wherever they're having it and see if it's any better uh, a second year. Yeah. But... Well, if it's that early too, right? Like, there's room to improve. Yeah. And it's it's definitely something that I think they had a whole lot of really good uh, intentions. It's not like not like they meant to, to have something like this happen. Yeah. So... I, you know, Swiss system. It's, yeah. It's textbook, you know? Good intentions. Well, and the thing is, with that many people, I don't know how how better to do it. I think it's you just know, you the, run you run a rougher direct elimination, but you you have you know loser brackets with decent prizes. You have you know the repassage chance yeah. to get back in. Yeah, because like I said, if you're going to say it's Swiss system, then you like run it. You run enough rounds such that you're not going to have that statistically impossible to have lost people yeah. in there. And the like the ability, okay, I got uh, a fourth in out of four that there is, you know, a better mathematical chance at uh, uh, getting back into the final back up into the top. You know, mm-hmm. because if I win all of my other games by those numbers, could I end up in a top bracket again? Yeah, and don't, if don't, if that doesn't happen, then it's like, okay, well, then what's the point of being Swiss? You should have just been either single elimination. Okay, so you've got tables of four, you know, four players in a game. You go, you know, the top two carry on and the bottom two drop out. Yeah. Because that's basically what ended up happening anyway. Yeah, it's like sim- simplify it and don't let the meta of the tournament system become that like mm-hmm. that interferingly, you know, a thing, a, a factor. Yeah, yeah you because know, one it was, you can't ignore. <clears throat> and it was just other things, just like okay, a game of King of Tokyo takes half hour, maybe forty five minutes, and they were playing. We had six different games going on. Some of the games uh, were like twenty to thirty minutes. And the another game that they were playing was Munchkin. They were regularly having to cut it out an hour. Like, mm. And so then th- the other half of that is, okay, our games are done. We were waiting for all of the Munchkin games to finish up before they started our games that were much quicker. And this happened for like the first two rounds. And then in the third round, they're like, oh, well we'll go from here and not have you start and wait around for everything else. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, I'm glad that it took this long, but you know, there were quite a few other things that I could have done with that time. I could have, 
I could have gone out onto the casino floor if I really felt like it. But the way that they were telling, like, well, if you're not, you got like five minutes to get to your seat. And if you don't, that's it. Like, I don't, I don't want to leave this room where there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, like, hopefully they, uh, they take a lot of lessons from this. Hopefully other people yeah. are telling them stuff too. Yeah. They're, uh, <clears throat> their uh how did things go uh survey monkey just came out and i was i was direct <laughs> about it i was i was uh i was brusque <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was succinct and punchy um well aaron first question anything else off topic you wanted to talk about not really Okay, because my second question was, do you mind if we pop over to TJ for a second? Because I have a thing I know I want to talk about with him. Yeah, sure. Um, and that is, TJ, I would like to talk to you about mechanical chain bases. Uh, sure, we can do this. Uh, do you know what those are, for one? Um, you know, I heard a thing or two about them, but... All right, because you... I got to... You know what? This is your fault. I, mm-hmm. uh, I, I ordered, like... I got a, I got a whack of them uh did you not not a, not a not like a, a whack whack of them but i ordered like five boxes of them you know this the sets of two yes okay so 10 sets well no, no yeah like well you know it, each each box is 20 bucks and you get two and i ordered five of those yeah so yeah i so i got a bigger chain base now but i also like a lot of my chain base was old style chain base and there are parts in this that i don't have on my older ones Namely, the piece you put between two that you're stacking. Because I was using the old-timey style where you just directly stack the plates. Ah. But now they have this piece you sandwich in there to add a bit of height so it matches up with the ones on the sides. And now I need to buy five more sets of the ones on the sides to get five more of those... This is all your fault, is what I want to say. Like, this is like, I don't usually, I don't usually, you know, point at someone and say, you did this. Cause, you know, I, I, people do that to me all the time, but literally, you did this. For all those who ever said that to Evangelist, I am, I hope you get some sort of catharsis from this. You did this to me. Uh, anyway, that, that's how I wanted to open the story because I know that you also, I saw on your Twitter, you, you, it looks like you figured out the orientation you want and it looks like you've got a mix of knockoff and I'm assuming, because you must have ordered some of those regular ones. No. That's how you're talking about, what? Damn it! <laughs> Recall, I told you that the knockoffs and the official releases do not intermix because of the knockoffy, we're copying the mold from the production piece nature of these they're actually slightly larger than the official releases. Somehow I parsed all this as, well, if I'm ordering these off HLJ, but surely he is too. Oh, man. Uh, you pay attention to half my Twitter feed as I complain about certain things. You know what? I could probably very justifiably you, blame the Twitter algorithm on you, this. You replied to one of the tweets that I made about this. Oh, okay. Well, you know. It might have been in that this is what you missed section. So I might, it might have only fed me that one because sometimes it does that. Listen, <laughs> on the subject of chain bases, I refuse to take responsibility for anything. I think I've made that clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So we'll have because I did see that you because I saw you talk about the shipping and that's where I was like, yeah, right, man, because the normal ones are also st- like they're big. Yeah. 
because they're six by six inch slabs of plastic. Yeah. Like when you order five sets of the official renewal ones, you also get expensive shipping. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I, yeah, so, I, I thought about doing that and then I saw the shipping quote on that. Uh, well, this is a thing. It sure is. Um, but but it sounds like you've you've got a setup all like are you are you content with the setup you have? Uh so far I'm still playing around with what I can do with what I actually got, and there's all this extra little accessory greeble that I want to figure out something to do with. Oh, the stuff that I just like put back in one of the boxes and threw in my closet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did that back with the originals too, so I just it's part of the reflex with these things. <laughs> no, so I'm I'm trying to figure out what I can do. Like, okay, there's ways of making second levels that could be fun to play with. There's, you know, mechanical arms that I can hang off the walls that could be fun to like hang accessories on. Mhm. Um also, you know all those little holes, right? Uh-huh. Uh something some people do is they actually feed LEDs into those holes. I have heard of this, yes. It looks really cool. Mm -hmm. OK, so, yeah, on my chain based story. Uh, you, so you ultimately get 10 sets. I got 16 sets. Uh, oh, and they're slightly bigger. They're slightly bigger because they are the knockoffy version. They are still pretty good quality, but they are darker. So mm -hmm. it's better for like contrast in videos. Um, they are loaded with a few more accessories than the actual ones. Mm -hmm. and they are about half the price and where did you get them from because someone's gonna ask this okay um guys almost part of me doesn't want to reveal the actual source just in case i need to go get more for oh whatever crazy well, we, reason we could leave this at if you really want to know where to get them ask tj and then if he doesn't tell you you i'm sorry but he didn't tell me so okay. <laughs> I, I, I will say i will say this and you could probably parse it together for this if you're at after him this much and then i'll tell you the rest of the story which will make you not do this all right uh -huh. so i was after those reproductions because i needed a bunch my math said that to replace my current review stage i needed a three by five wall of these things and that would be outrageously expensive to do in one big whack on the official releases mm -hmm. so i was after the reproductions because they're half the price and I spent all night trying to do this and eventually found a shop, a Gundam store in Malaysia that still had them in stock everywhere else. Like even like you like even like your uh, AliExpress type places where it's all knockoff stuff. Mm -hmm. Like even even if you could find them there, they still want 20 bucks a set now. Oh, yeah. The because uh, if these are the TT Hongli ones or I think that's the one the guys who did the major knockoffs of them. Uh, in my surfing through Gundam channels on YouTube years ago already, I had seen people talking about how they were buying like cases of TT Hongli bases to make their gigantic dioramas. Yeah. So the market probably was flushed uh, by now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really hard to find even just one shop that still had them. Uh, so, OK, 16. They have five varieties, which just means they'd come with different accessories. So eight of one type of wall, eight of another type of wall. And all right, that's about 80 bucks. That's not bad. Mm. Well, they have to, uh, you know, it's international shipping, so they have to pack it, weigh it, calculate it, and then send me the shipping quote, which four days go by and they haven't done that. And when I email them, the response I get is, well, uh, it's 
it's going to be too heavy and large for us to calculate here. <laughs> Which is a All really right. bad response to get to that email. Ominous. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, 80 bucks for 16 of these, way cheaper than the uh, domestic, than the uh, Japanese releases. Uh, shipping from Malaysia, uh, close to $100. Mm-hmm. Because I kind of forgot Malaysia is literally the other side of the planet. I feel like my shipping was cheaper than that. Yeah, I think your sh- I think your shipping probably made what I spent balance out. So I probably should have <laughs> just gotten the official ones anyway. I probably it, it my shipping was still pretty expensive, but I had other stuff in private warehouse. So maybe if I mm-hmm. did the math seriously, yeah, probably. I, I can like I can remember. Tr- I want to say I tried to buy just like four sets of those from HLJ. Yeah. And so just eight. So break down to about eight sets of them. And even then the shipping for just those would have been like 40 bucks. Yeah. I think it's like it, um, the shipping on them at HLJ immediately caps out in the upper echelons of VMS. But then it's like you hit that point where adding more doesn't add as much as adding four did initially. Right. Uh, but I, I'm really hypothesizing because I don't really know how shipping works, except heavy means money. Right. And fast also means money. <laughs> um. Well, you you got them in though, mm-hmm. uh. So you know it's, and I will also say the, the people on Twitter and that Twitter convo that's going on, uh, whoever said it was right by all accounts, the the TT Hongli or knockoff ones are not as ridiculously durable as the Kotobukiya's, so I would not recommend throwing anything at them. No, 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 like no, no. My my review style with these was strictly going to be pile driver based. Okay, that should be fine. Yeah. No, from what from what I've been playing with them so far, they still pre- they still feel pretty solid. Oh yeah, it's just the Kotobukiya ones are ridiculous. Is is the comparison? Right. Like my the fact that mine have not broken yet is insane. Yeah, I've seen what you've done. Oh no, no, not just that. Also, the way I have taken them places, like when I take them with me on in, in check luggage or carry on or anything. I just throw them into the suitcase, sometimes just by themselves in the top half, sometimes still assembled, <laughs> and nothing has broken. <laughs> and I've been doing it for years. That, that That's what I mean, basically. The knockoff ones probably are durable. The Kotobukiya ones are inhuman. Duly noted. No, uh, they've been fun to goof with so far. Um, I still have to take most of the accessories off the sprues because that might, you know, I've calculated that'll take approximately a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been playing around, you know, like you saw, I've been playing around with the arrangement. I'm getting to something, I'm getting to something that I like, and I'm looking forward to doing my first videos of this new little backdrop where I will be accused of ripping you off. I mean, just to throw some out there, lighting wise, uh, I got real close to I briefly was like, I should rip off that thing. You just put a picture of where you have like the uh, the indent in the wall behind the center. Yeah, uh, I like what that's doing lighting wise. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, well, oh, I should steal that. But I was yeah. like, no, I probably no, shouldn't. No, that's no, that's that's explicitly what I did to avoid looking like yours. Yeah, that that looks nothing like mine. Uh, if anyone actually says, oh, that looks like Vangelis's. 
or Ben's Collectibles or anyone else. Like, I have not seen a divot put in those things because a lot of people just do, you know, my style, which is like, and it, it's the it's the most logical one, which is make a giant wall. All right. Now I have a wall. Right. So, uh, yeah. Also, I didn't invent chain bases, but no <laughs> one's listening. Who cares? <laughs> that bothered me, too. I, mm. I didn't invent chain bases. Kotobukiya invented them well, three years before I bought them. I re- well, because I remember being accused of being evangelist ripoff because my review backdrop was black. Yeah, like, I remember those. Yeah. Days, like you're you're reaching now because I'm pretty sure he didn't invent black. Whatever, I'll I'll swing the cycle around. I'll just say like swivel here like 15 times, and then you know who really is ripping who off? I don't even know. No, no, make fun of an awful toy, and then we'll be even. <laughs> And then I'll be British while I do it, just to touch all the bases. There you go. Um, it's looking good. Like, uh, and and also it adds texture to the background, which yeah. I think is super helpful. I, uh, I think with toy reviews, I'm I still stand by this. I think that the light box approach has a negative effect on standing out. Uh, in general, like, mm-hmm. um, I like who's another one? Um, because I, I talked to him for the first time in person at DC Bolt Matrix. I really like that he's experimenting with like textured backdrops, like just, you know, like a textured print. Yeah. Um, Because I I just I really like it when people's thumbnails do not look like other people's thumbnails. Not just not just the backdrops, but also like angles, cinematography and everything. Like I like it when I can look at a thumbnail and I know who made the video. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm, I'm a big proponent of all that stuff. Yeah, like that was the whole idea behind this. Like I could create like I could make something that's just like a detailed background, but I was just so I'm just so sick of just like I'm flat black foam boards it just it looks cheap it looks meh like i wanted something that actually it looks like something and the 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 whole like the the appropriate conclusion to this story is like i'm aware that other reviewers use chain based backdrops mm. you know so i was adamantly trying to avoid them i spent weeks trying to figure out an alternative that wasn't just a piece of cardboard you know cuz that that's also easy to get but i i wanted something that would hold up or if i wanted to paint it to look really cool because i've seen these custom painted they look amazing yeah uh so i wanted i wanted something solid plastic and there was no alternative to a chain base so i ordered a ton of chain bases and while waiting for these to come in dr wu announced an alternative to chain bases i saw that yep Uh, I also went and looked. Uh, no, we talked about this last time. I went to because I, I I originally was thinking like, well, Captured Prey did a thing where they they set up with somebody, but like they don't have any left, no. right? Yeah. No. So, but as far as I could tell, these were the those just looked like chain base parts. They were just selling them by the bits. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, I don't know what the Doctor Wu one will be like, but I, I'm I'm happy. Also, TF this isn't quite the same thing. TFC Toys is debuting a rotating uh, display stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they're including one as a bonus part with the last part of their road Caesar and they're going to sell them on their own. Like, I kind of like the idea of some of these. It's obviously like we have factories and we can do stuff. So why not? Yeah. But I, I like the idea of like, yeah, everyone come up with your own backdrops and display stands too. like, yeah. like get in that marketplace. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing I bought to upgrade the, the review stage is I bought a rotating display stand, like an electric one. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like I can have free, like free road, you know, revolving toys about my hands being in the shot. Uh, now I had to, I had to buy one that's normally res- like 
it, it, it can hold 100 pounds worth of stuff because it's designed for like display mannequins. Because that's the only kind that rotates slowly enough. Yeah. <laughs> All the other ones is like, oh, no, you know, it's like, you know, like 30 seconds and it's already back around. It's like by then, you know, you can't tell anything about the toy. So I've got the, I've got this huge like auto rotating disc and now this big complex wall of plastic. Excellent. Uh, I, I was actually really happy to add the sidewalls finally to mine only. Not only mostly because now something falls over, there's a wall there for it to fall into. Yeah. So I stop having things fall on the floor. It's great. I have uh, my my review setup is right next to one of my shelves where. You know, there's just figures stacked up and it's about once a month, something tumbles off and uh, just flying elbow drops some of the Cybertron deluxes. Mm -hmm. So that's also that was also in my mind. Like, oh, sweet. That won't happen anymore. Yeah. Contained boxes. Uh, well, that's excellent. Uh, welcome to chain base land. Um your, the the comments on your f next three, I think, videos are going to be annoying, but then people will stop talking about it. So yeah, yeah, I'm bracing myself. Is get ready for a lot of commentary that's that's completely irrelevant. Uh, get ready for people thinking the sky is falling, and then get ready for all that to suddenly stop and everyone moves on as though nothing happened. Right. Uh, not to lay commentary on audiences of online video in 2017. It's just, just you know, experiences. Um. Was there anything else off topic you want to talk about? Because I think we're nearing the cusp of this thing. Uh, not especially. The only other thing I got off topic was my favorite. What ended up being my favorite show online. Uh, Critical Role voice actors Dungeons and Dragons released a set mm -hmm. of D20s. Oh, nice. Where every one of them designed theirs based on their character. So they all got to do like their own emblem to replace the 20. And they're mm -hmm. all like super cool colors and kind of unique things that are invocative of the characters. And then there is their bard who is he's kind of a troll. Yeah, not not like an actual D&D &D troll, just, but like just a troll. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I know, Aaron, we've talked about unreadable dice in the past. I really do want you to see what he created and you'll you'll know which one it is. A link yeah I, yeah i linked in the uh okay hop here we go Fuh! okay yeah. <laughs> that's great that's great <laughs> i love it thing is it is the character's colors but he specifically wanted the most unreadable die they could design it's, yeah it just looks like horrible. puke i love yeah. it it's great yeah and like there's a there's another clear one right above it that is a hundred times easier to read yeah that's wonderful yeah, I know that this. is that is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> like I will stab you if you bring that to my table. No, that's what you do. That's when you're the DM and someone forgets to bring their dice like, oh, no, here yeah, I have a spare one yeah, for you. You have to use this now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Also, you have five seconds to tell me the dice roll uh, readouts every time you roll it or it's a one. Um, well, I, I was actually uh, just briefly going to going to throw in for off topic and ask you, did you do any orders from the, the last Glios drop? Uh, I got him today, actually. Yeah, I did, too. I, I just want to talk for a sec about the, the Warlord. Um, it's a made up word, and I liked it a lot, and I forgot it now. You know who I mean. He came with a hammer. Uh, the Warlord Vilser? Yeah, yeah, the Vilser Warlord DX. Uh, that's a friggin figure. That's a figure that I'm glad is still sticking around in the shop. 
it's a figure people should consider getting oh uh, yeah it's the it's the vilser figure who's kind of new He's got a, a a hub set, which has been reconfigured into a hammer really well. And here's the best part. When you order him, it's all been done already. So you don't have to actually rebuild the hub set, which can be like finger hell, uh, especially since it involves putting switch pins sticking all throughout of it. Um, and then his colors are freaking gorgeous. Anyway, like I like the Vilser a lot, and I only really got the the last time I got Glyos figures was from the Vilser debut. So um, I'm amazed how much this changed the Vilser figure. Uh, and it like it's it's probably one of my favorite Glyos figures in a while. Yeah. The Vilser Warlord. Like, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, the colors are absolutely gorgeous. I love that the entire thing is metallic. And like different metallics that, oh, are, yeah. that, are, that contrast. Mm -hmm. And uh, I bought five Axis joint sets in his colors to go with him. But like, I kind of don't feel like using them. <laughs> like I might use them. I, I, I'm going to use them for something. But like. I'm amazed how much I don't feel like adding articulation to him. Uh, and like, I've messed with the Vilser figure before. So it's not like it's unposable. It's just like, oh, I got to give him elbows and stuff. But like, yeah. I've, he, the hammer as a counterweight makes standing on one leg more feasible and thus makes like more subtle poses possible on him. So uh, yeah. I just want to gush about that for a little bit. I, I did. It's, it's funny you mentioned the, the, the finger hell because i just introduced a friend of mine just got his first glios toys mm -hmm. except he went with robo force so he's learning the hard way how that's like double finger people. hell yeah <laughs> yeah actually I, I should mention right before he sold out i ran in and got uh classic colors hundred um i missed out on classic colors little retro tin robot dude whose name i forgot uh <laughs> you know not not max but the zeroid or whatever yeah um, but I, I really wanted Classics 100 because I had painstakingly bought like three figures to make my own Classics 100 a year and a half ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really cool putting them next to each other because it's like mine is like the upgraded version and the classic one is like the 80s version. And I feel like they go together really well. So uh, I'm, I'm pleased. But yeah, don't get I mean, get RoboForce. It's great toys. But like that's that's a real rough first Glyos yeah. experience. Because those are big, thick, sharp-edged pieces. Mm -hmm. That's like... Try, trying to sink a switch pin into one of those giant blocks. He, that's where you gotta tell him the trick of just wedge it in and then push the piece down onto the switch pin on the desk. Oh, well, let him know. Eventually. eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till he gets... till he draws blood, and then... <laughs> or he's put a permanent divot in his thumb for a mm -hmm. month. Uh... Yeah, I uh, I just want I really wanted to touch on that Vilser Warlord because that that piece is choice, and uh, I'm also just gonna, gonna quickly whine because I got the other two Glynites since I was getting him, and I'm real bummed out that I'm missing like three or four Glynites because now they're a set, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I'm like God God damn it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we should probably call it there. We're 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 just past the two hour mark, and that seems like a good time energy wise. To, to wind down tj uh anything else quick you want to throw in or shall we just no i'm good there all right uh aaron uh any other extra life plug-in you want to do i mean obviously people can still donate if they want to uh yeah people can still donate until the end of the year uh for the 2017 campaign and then shortly after that we'll be up for 2018 um if you're in the Lafayette Midwest region, I'll probably be doing another couple like 12 hour things at Merlin's Beard. 
who's the store that got me the opportunity to go to Vegas. Um, and you can always donate or hassle me, whatever. But and yeah, you know, I'm 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 ready for some some downtime where I'm not just sleep depriving myself and sitting here after midnight wondering why the heck I'm not in bed already. Well, you should just get some sleep now, and you'll be good for the rest of the month. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, how it works. that's how that works. Um, I'm going to try to do some extra live streaming as well before the end of the year. Um, I'm going to BC for two weeks, and thus will not easily be able to stream there. Uh, like, something that would actually be lengthy. But I'm going to figure some stuff out, so keep an eye on my own Twitter for my own streams. Keep an eye on Aaron's Twitter and social media for his streams. Uh, check out the rest of Andy Rue's gaming gang and figure out who else might be streaming. Mm -hmm. And uh, stay tuned for more WTF and TFW because we'll be back with more Transformers talk the next time we talk. Uh, and until that happens, we will literally not say anything out loud. That's the vow we took when we started this.